Windy City Rehab, when reality TV implodes, who's left holding the bag? Tony Long from the Long Law Group joins us to help navigate the wreckage. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Hello, audience. Hope you're having a great day out there. Today's show's a little up the beaten path. We needed a break from all the politics and rancor. So we're going to continue our conversation about renovations. But today there's a twist. What we're doing is we're going to be looking at renovations through the eyes of a reality show called Windy City Rehab. And what do I know about that? Not much, <laughs> but that's okay. That's why we have our guest, Tony Long from the Long Law Group. She's here. Welcome to the show, Tony. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So first question to you, have you seen this show? I have not seen this particular <laughs> show, but in my life, I've watched a lot of property flipping and property rehab shows, probably like a, a lot of members of the general public to the point that I thought, hey, you know what? I can do a kitchen renovation and quickly found out that I could not. So uh, <laughs> I'm staying in my lane now. I'm just going to practice law. And that seems to be the theme of the year. We just covered this on a uh, the episode immediate prior. We were talking about uh, building codes and, and uh, permits and things like that for these home improvements. Been a lot of home improvements since the COVID-19 pandemic began. But uh, mm-hmm. I haven't seen this show either. You're in good company. But I did do a lot of reading about it. I saw a couple little video blurbs on it. You know, I saw I read it in People magazine, just kind of citing some of my sources here. The Chicago Sun-Times uh, looked at a Deadline article and uh, also some Wikipedia kind of had to round it out there. But uh, anyway, just like you said, Windy City Rehab is one of those shows where they they buy, they renovate and they flip properties. And so yeah. it's in it's uh, just completed its second season. Not sure if there's going to be a third and there's there's reasons why. And so it yeah. stars two main characters. And I'm just setting this up for our audience here. So just in case they haven't seen it. So there's mm-hmm. uh, two main characters. Characters. There's Allison Victoria. Her real name is Gramanos, but her professional name is Allison Victoria. There's Donovan Eckhart. And so her role in the show is that she's a designer and she's been on shows before. She was on DIY Networks, Kitchen Crashers. I'm not sure if crashing a kitchen is a good thing, but I don't do much of that. But Donovan, he's a, a general contractor and developer. And so she has her own interior design company with offices in Chicago and Las Vegas called Victoria Interiors. But anyway, they made it through their second second season and they had drama in both the first season and the second season. They somehow managed to get themselves sued three times. Uh, Apparently some homeowners were not satisfied with the quality of the work. There was some defects and uh, the people that bought the homes are living with things like uh, shoddy work, uh, leaks, water damage, crooked front doors, crumbling exterior mortar, problems with the roof in the garage. Uh, The other one was like some water damage, some sewer odor, and some indication of fraud. I'm not sure what's going on with the third lawsuit. I couldn't find a lot of information on that, but the problems are not just with uh, the lawsuits. They also had some problems with Chicago. Both Donovan and Allison had their licenses suspended. They can't pull permits anymore. There was 20 missed inspections and 12 stop orders uh, issued by the city of Chicago on some of their projects. And so, you know, some of this fallout led to not just them getting sued, but the production company that puts their show together and Discovery Inc., which of course owns HDTV, where the show is on. And so anyway, that that opens up some big problems for the production. And so, Tony, kind of coming back to you on this, I know a lot of background information there. But uh, setting up a deal like this, I've seen reality TV. I got sucked into a a season of The Bachelorette. Don't ask me how, but I got sucked into it. But this show's a little different than typical reality TV because there's an actual service going on. There's people buying properties and selling them. And so how do you go about setting up a complicated deal like this? 
Well, generally what you would start with is a, a network like HGTV is going to hire a production company. They're going to be under a production services agreement. They're going to go out and find the talent and they're going to put it all together. The network relies on them to handle everything on the ground and then bring them back a finished product. And you hit the nail on the head when you said this is very different from a from a show like The Bachelorette or any of The Real Housewives, because there's an end product here that gets sold. And this isn't just someone throwing rosé in, in someone else's <laughs> face. There's a, you know, there's a house here that someone has to ultimately live in. And it's it's a very different ball of wax than your your normal talking heads or kind of competition reality show. Well, you and I are both familiar with the with the notion that uh, employers can be responsible for the actions of their employees. And so just a classic example, you know, if we're running a delivery service and one of our employees gets in an accident and there's a lawsuit that comes out of that, you and I as employers could be sued for that. And so yes. kind of getting into this, there's several parties, um, you know, there's there's Allison Victoria Interiors and of course, uh, Allison uh, Gramanos, there's Graymark Development Group and Donovan Eckhart owns that and he could be sued too, but there's Big Table media, there's HDTV, there's Discovery uh, Inc., which was named in that in the suit. And so with that, it's a little different because the employee of Allison and Donovan is not related to the product and service as it was provided. So, you know, walk us through that a little bit, kind of the separation of liability. I mean, it's a really interesting question. So at the end of the day, it's going to depend on what the contracts look like. More often than not, these hosts are going to be considered independent contractors. That's generally how it works. But they are then tasked with hiring people to provide the the services, you know, the contractors and the various workers who are going to be rehabbing the home. The network is, is your umbrella organization. The network will hire a production services company. That's usually an independent contractor type of relationship. And so in terms of who's ultimately responsible That's why you name every single person in the chain in the lawsuit and basically let 13 people suss it out, 12 jurors and a a judge, figure out who's ultimately responsible. Because notwithstanding what the contracts say, you would be remiss as plaintiff's attorneys not to bring them all in just in case. And I'm quite certain several of these individuals have loan out companies or some sort of corporate entity. So, you know, you want to name them in as many capacities as you possibly can and even potentially trying to pierce the corporate veil if if the situation warrants it. Drama. So drama is definitely part of these Lots realities. Lots of drama. There's going to be a lot of drama with these lawsuits. Drama plays a big part into these reality TV shows, Tony. As you know, like the one I was talking about earlier, The Bachelorette, you know, there were some fights. I don't know how real they were. You know, a couple <laughs> of, uh, you know, kind of testosterone infused altercations around The Bachelorette. You know, there was uh, Aaron Rodgers' little brother, uh, quarterback for the uh, Green Bay Packers, his little brother was on. And then there was this, I guess he got deemed the bad guy. Chad was on this season. And for some reason, he was deemed the bad guy. It was always in some type of conflict. But the drama that comes out, and especially with something like this, and you, and you catch all these moments in the recordings mm-hmm. that can be later produced, the pictures and everything, you're seeing these homes, you know, uh, as they're being developed. There's evidence created in taking the, the video shoot, right? And there's also the drama infusion. The producers will try to get the characters, the host, to react a little bit stronger than they may, maybe would otherwise in a normal professional setting. And that kicks off a series of events, which makes 
for good TV, but potentially for a bad lawsuit down the line, like maybe some slander and you're creating this evidence and people arguing, kind of fueling the flame. So in your experience, how much of that sort of playing into the drama, leaning into it for entertainment purposes can potentially create a big problem on the other side? Well, the the drama you're you're talking about in terms of kind of what we see on screen with the fights and and the arguments and what have you, that is com- the producers completely fan the flames of those. Just would make no mistake, and it's dealt with in the contract. Basically, you waive all the all of your rights to even to even sue over anything like that. The contract has explicit language that basically says you agree that you can be depicted in in any way that they basically see fit by either how you come across naturally or how they edit how you come across. So one of my clients was on a series and she's a very nice person, but on the show, she was really coming across as a, I won't use the word that, you know, we would use colloquially, but as a not so nice person. Oh, wow. And there's nothing, you know, and I I advised her prior to signing the agreement, like, just so you know, this is what makes for good ratings. So they will take someone and wherever they can stir up drama, they will stir it up. And they generally need some sort of villain or a couple of villains, you know, to make for good television. And you have to decide if you're okay with that. And so uh, she was, and she decided to move forward. But yeah, that's, it's all handled by contract. One of the things that I've seen in some of the contracts that we do is they will tell you that they they can hide microphones. Oh, no way. Yeah. And so that's something that we push back on on uh, very strongly that absolutely not. We're not going to have any gotcha moments. You're not going to hide microphones throughout my client's home and pick up things that were not meant to be aired or, or meant to be public. That's going a little too far. So just so you know, those things are in the contract. <laughs> It's it's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Just a quick follow up on that. Is, so is there like a zone of like this is fair game? So everything in the living room is fair game or everything out in the kitchen is fair game. But once you go beyond that, then everybody's offset off camera. It could be. But I mean, generally, I mean, as we've seen with, you know, celebrities and, and politicians and what have you, if you're mic'd up and you don't want someone to know what you are thinking or then don't say anything. If you're mic'd up, it's fair game. So there's no expectation when you're wearing a a live microphone, there's no expectation of privacy there. So my whole issue with what was in the contracts was that they were going to, they could, you know, surreptitiously place mics around your home or around a restaurant or wherever you were going to be and just pick up conversations that, you know, generally when we meet with our friends and we let our guard down or our family members, there's some things we don't want being recorded. And so I think, you know, for my clients, I negotiated very strongly to have those either removed entirely or greatly curtailed. All right. Well, last question for you as we close it out. And so, you know, reality stars, you know, I think in some part they may get paid or maybe like in the early seasons, it might just be a, a way to self-promote. But either way, they're being compensated in some sort of fashion for taking this extra time to be part of a production and helping the film crew or the video crew create these these dramatic moments. But, uh, you know, these reality stars uh, in this particular show, I mean, they could potentially be facing some pretty severe liability here. So if, you know, uh, Discovery Inc. gets sued, because they're able to breach the corporate veil or they find some type of duty owed to these these home buyers on behalf of uh, Discovery Inc. You know, potentially Allison and Donovan could be facing some, uh, I guess they could be facing some uh, legal trouble. So can you walk me through some of that? Now, how can the network come down on, say, like a um, 
reality star who either creates a liability situation for them so they're looking to recoup the expenses, or in this case, maybe the show gets canceled because there's just too much trouble with it. And so now the network's lost in investment. What happens in those kind of situations? Well, I think in this particular situation, because we're talking about a home and we're talking about the kind of lawsuit that's being brought, you really have to negotiate your indemnification provisions very strongly. You have to make sure you're protected via that avenue. Your other avenue of protection is insurance. So productions definitely have insurance. I can't imagine that the networks entered into or the production company entered into an agreement with these guys and didn't have them indemnify them and didn't insist on them having insurance. If they did that, that's a really poor job on on behalf of the attorney working for the network. You absolutely want where someone is a general contractor, a developer, a designer, or architect, or, or whatever, you want to make sure that they have professional liability insurance to cover something like, you know, construction defects. That's that's basic when you're talking about a home. I, I, for your general public who's had a home renovation, chances are you require that contractor to have insurance. And when I had my bathroom done, they had to add us to their their policy. We needed to be added as the named insured in case something went askew during the process. So those are the two avenues that you would work on. Whether the network likely isn't going to sue them because they've had to cancel a season of the show, that's par for the course. Shows get canceled all the time. But if the network gets hit with some sort of judgment as a result of their, their shoddy workmanship on these homes, you know, they could certainly face some liability there. But without seeing the contracts, I'm, I'm basically talking pure hypotheticals here. So just quick follow up on that. I know that uh, some Hollywood celebrities will insure their appearance, you know, through Lloyd's of London if something were to happen to them. But is there some type of insurance that might protect a reality star that you recommend? Any kind of standard package from a similarly situated insurance company? I mean, I think if the reality star is a big enough celebrity, you know, like, we think of Kim Kardashian as a real, well, she's a full-blown celeb- celebrity now. She's transcended just being a reality star. So yes, she should certainly have a specialized insurance policy that protects and protects her in the event something happens to her and provides some sort of coverage for her family if something really horrible were to happen to her and she could no longer work. So there are companies out there and brokers out there who deal with those specialized types of policies. You're not going to be able to go to an all-state you know, and get this kind of policy. You have to get them priced on a very different market and go through a lot more hoops than you and I go through when we get insurance. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tony, it was really fun talking with you. Same here. Thank you for having me. And thank you listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a review in your favorite podcasting app. Per the usual site, our sources for this episode, and there are many on the website at LegalTalkNetwork.com. And I also want to say thank you to our producer, Molly McDonough, who apparently really, really likes reality TV. And of course, thank you to our production team for working their magic. They always do such a great job. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Have a great day, everybody. (laughs) 